ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gender non-conforming, non-binary people of the world, welcome to Banter with Dariel. Hey, Sal. I hate to ask how you're doing, so I'm just going to ask, how's your mentals? How's your, like, mental well-being? You're like, because I feel like when people say, how are you? Like, the response is always good or okay, and then half the time it's, like, bullshit, because you say you're good, like, you're physically good, but you're not, like, mentally. Yeah, everyone always says, like, oh, I'm good, I'm fine, same old, same old, but they never really dive into, like, oh, I actually am in college debt, I have a horrible job, I mean, I got a family, I fucking resent, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really get into the real details. I feel like when I ask people, like, how's your mentals, they're forced to be, like, fuck, how, how am I mentally doing? Am I up there today? Am I actually I have to elaborate. Yeah. Am I anxious? Am I a bit loony? Is it an off day? Is it a good day? Yeah. I mean, my mental is good, man. Good. I mean, trying to make the best out of everything. I'm trying to work. However, work from home has not been kind to me. So that's Between not. So the internet, teleworking. Yeah. I've been teleworking. I do telemarketing. Uh, I used to work in Midtown. Now I'm back stuck at home in Brooklyn you know, in a nice apartment with so many people on internet, Wi-Fi, makes my day so great to work from home. <laughs> I think until COVID, you finally realize the importance of, like, our internet might not be as strong as we think it is, like, at home. Yeah, yeah like, you never realize until, like, you're always on, when you're sitting at home, you have, you're doing your work, you're listening to music, you got TV in the background, you know, then other people, you know, especially if you don't live by yourself, you know, your roommates or your family or loved ones, they're also using the same internet, which just slows everything down. Yeah, you don't have like a massive server like in your office where an IT guy can be like, huh, well, we have to recalibrate whatever. I don't know. I'm not a fucking computer guy, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that's like how it goes. Servers and shit. And like to have a motherboard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's like a motherboard. Have you ever been inside like a computer room like where the IT keeps all the servers and whatnot? Absolutely. It's hot as hell in there. It's like Satan's armpits. It's, it's terrible. It's cold. And then it's like, it's like this horrible, it's just very intimidating. So intimidating. So you hate yeah, I'm like, Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. And I'm like the least like technologically advanced person that there is in the world. Like I was lucky to get the Zoom meeting going and my headphone working. So but other than that, like just also just going into work, you know, leaving your house, your morning routine, just getting mix, mixed up just ruins the flow. Especially when you've been doing everything for like a years, years, years. You know what I mean? Like every day, everything like stopped. blends together. Where you just, I don't know what's yeah. going on anymore. Like because you wait, because you no feel like concept a of time. Yeah, yeah. There's no concept of time anymore. You don't know what day it is. It doesn't matter. It's either you're working from home, the same hours, and then you just wake up and you just go right out of bed, take three steps, go right to work. Now, have you ever seen The Matrix? Of course. Who hasn't? Okay, do you feel like we're inside a system just stuck in it? We can't break out. Absolutely. It's like we were set up like, all right, you have to, you know, you got to grow up, you got to go to school. Then after that, you got to get a job. But wait, you can't get a job because you're in school and you don't have experience. And then it just all backfires and everyone's in the same rut and everyone's just in the same. I heard a crazy conspiracy. This is hysterical. Okay, I, mean, I, I love conspiracies and on this pod we go for conspiracy and wacky shit so let me hear it this is this is funny and it's stupid so you know how there's 50 states right yeah so you know how there's area 51 right so they say that we are living in a simulation okay and that if you you've never seen anyone get in and out of air 51 because that's how they get out of the simulation 
Boom. Drop mic blowing your mind. Whoa. So this conversation isn't actually happening. It's all like neurons and like coding and shit. It's all ones and zeros just from a giant motherboard. Wouldn't you kill yourself? Oh, yeah. If if that was actually how life... Yeah. Like if I die and then like, you know, you wake up just so you get the same thing happen over and over. You just wipe your memory, put you in a new body. It's all a computer chip in your head. It's wild. Now... What exactly do you do for like work? Like, what is your job? What is the description? What What is the day to day foul? Day to day, I wake up, have my coffee, and I go to work. All I do is I sit and I dial three hundred people a day, and I cold call. You know, you you at first learn a piece of paper, you know, and then mm-hmm. you got to repeat the piece of paper. You get ready for when they object you, and then after that, you don't need the piece of paper. You just wing it, and you just call and people call and people try to get you know, them to buy your service. Like what I do is I sell advertising to contractors. So like that, my job is to get them a website, you know, do their website for them, you know, and also send them work. So it's a lot of cold calling, which is, you know, I'm a people person, but after a hundred, you know, FUs on the phones and, you know. You hate people after a while. Yeah. You could be, absolutely. Yeah, you hate people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, telemarketing and sales just isn't for everyone. I mean, unless you have the mental capacity to just have the equivalent of watching paint dry as a job, then yeah, you got it. Do you think you having that job adds to your theory that you're a drone inside the system? Absolutely. Everyone hates their job too. Everyone oh, okay. just does it because of the money. At the end of the day, we do our job for the money. But okay. you've never seen someone like, I've never seen someone smile at my job. So I'm just imagining like a gray, just like a gray office. Just like maybe they try to make it bright, but everyone there is just Oh, yeah. They put angry. like a nice little, they put a nice little ping pong table. They got a nice little, you know, um, keg stand, you know, nice beanies to sit on. But at the end of the day, you're just everyone, you got one table. There's like four people sitting on it with computers like, four feet apart from each other and just not stop dialing, dialing, dialing. Okay. Hey, this is Sal from Click. Hey, this is Click. 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 Okay. Yeah. So it's just a constant, like, just, oh, it sounds, how do you deal with that? Like, how would one, because I feel like my dealing with it would just be like, I don't know, like, probably smoke with more pot and just probably quit. Like, how, what <laughs> keeps you going? What keeps you going? Because that sounds the money, so dumb, dude. Yeah. The money, dude. At the end of the day, the money, money talks. I have to sit down, do my job every day to the best that I can so I can support myself and everyone else that I know. You know what I mean? And that's, that's why I honestly think that most people who do the line of work that I do, do it for. It's because, you know, they might not love it. You know, majority of people don't. It's actually one of the highest rated suicides for careers is telemarketers and sales. Um, and the reason why is because no one likes their job, you know, to force someone to do something that they're not comfortable with is also uncomfortable for the person doing that. However, at the end of the day, we all have our job to do, whether yours is to put out a fire or to be the head of a marketing agency or to do sales or a doctor or whatever, you know, some people love their job and some people hate it, but you got to do what you got to do. That's what I'm doing. That's why it's like, everything is so like, systematic and everything feels so droid-like. Almost like it sucks, but the idea of not having that structure, that robotic repetition, just because without that repetition, you can't do the things you want to do, like support your family or treat yourself. So it it kind that's the driving force for you and probably a lot of people. 
to keep going these like yeah. systematic robotic but i think it's interesting how you said everyone has like a place like you each have your job you know you're a doctor you're this you're that you don't like it shut up just keep doing it that's your job just do it yeah because i feel like at the end of the day you know a lot more people don't like what they do than what they do do and if people end up usually doing what they love to do they're taking out a pay rate pay cut you know they're not making the money that they that they're either deserve or want because they don't care you know that's not work to them they're doing what they love where most people they treat a job as a job you go in your nine to five you, you clock out, work's done. You go on with life, you clock in, work mode. Talk to your coworkers, do your things, you know, maybe once on a Thursday, Friday, you go out, your coworkers, but then after that, it's back to regular life. So it's almost like having that idea of following a dream is almost like either a luxury or I wouldn't say like a harder path, well, yeah, a harder path to achieving Absolutely. that ultimate like money goal because you're sacrificing stability to pursue like let's say an art form but like yeah. you said before your drive what is just to get paid you know as long as the money's yeah. coming in you're good so for that person hypothetically it would be getting that exposure of their art you know that's like yeah. the, the goal so that's what keeps them going without it doesn't matter because no matter what you're going to find a way to feed yourself that's true most people it's like a lot of people who are like actors artists you know, uh, comedians, they all end up not working, not getting paid for what they do because they have to work from the bottom and get the recognition, you know? Now, do you think actors and artists and all those people, do you just think they made it out of the system? They made it out of like like the drone life simulation. They like exceeded that simulation. So I feel like, so they, yeah, so they exceeded our drone-like world, but they're in their own drone-like world with other actors that they're all doing, like, the exact same thing. They know the exact same people. And they, have and they the all, like, use, lifestyle. like, their own specific lingo. They don't talk like us. They have, like, their own words. It's like when they post that video, it's like, I am responsible. I am responsible. Or they're all singing. Like, they all knew, like, all of their agents are the same person. They're like... You have to record yourself doing this for seven minutes. Like, it's just part of their job, too. It's just wild. And they're like, oh, Aaron Paul? Uh, yeah, just stay in the Jesse Pinkman character, all right? <laughs> just, just do that, you know? Don't be yourself. Just be Jesse, because everyone knows you, you, Jesse. Kill it, brother. You only had one good thing going for you. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. We couldn't find anyone else. No one more reputable wanted to be on this shit show. Aaron Paul was just like, you know what? I filmed Breaking Bad too. I'm kind of done, you know, with my career. Might as well do this. I got nothing else to do. I already did the the sequel TV movie. Let me let me just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sal, you are a fan of anime. Am I correct? That you are. That you are. Tell me your first exposure to anime, because I myself am a big anime person. I love to hear people's stories of their discovery of anime how they stumble upon it most of the time it's dragon ball z you know so hopefully you give me something new mine is also a very cliche beginning so it started in high school you know i was just staying up late trying to study and then i i I forgot what channel i passed on it's like 12 or 1 in the morning and naruto came on i was like oh classic what is this and I'm like trying to study, watching, trying to study, watching, forget to study, keep watching. The next thing I know, it's three in the morning. I finished watching. I was like, yo, this is, this slaps. Like, I got to keep watching this. 
And I like the concept of things being animated because you can go so much further with a character development or a story that could exceed physical reality that makes it even look better. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes you see CGI, you know, and it goes it over and beyond. Not the same. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, it just looks too fake. Like we get you're trying, but it looks too fake. You might as well give me an animation of it. Yeah, an animation is you know it's going to be animated. You can make it look more lifelike. You know what I mean? Through through art. Mm. So it started with Naruto, and then you know I did the cliche One Piece, Dragon Ball Z. Then you know college started coming. You know a lot more better context came out. You know you you yourself uh, gave me a nice handful of recommendations. I'm, I'm quite a scholar. I've been uh, following anime since I was seven. So you know I, <laughs> I don't like to toot my horn, but yeah, you don't like to <laughs> brag, but but I know. know a few things. All right, you know you know a few things. Yeah. I mean, the last good one that I watched um, was recent. It was just uh, the latest season of Baki, season two. It was pretty I good. I love that show. I have to watch the latest Great season, show. so no spoilers. But like, No spoilers. Uh, my brother, who also likes anime, he's like the, he's like a, what's, he's a weeb. He's basically like a weeb. Like uh, all he watches is anime. He consumes, mm-hmm. he loves it. So if I need to watch something, he knows my taste because obviously we grew up together. We watched a mm. lot of anime as kids and like we just know each other. So yeah. he'll like recommend things and Baki was one of the things. And let me tell you, bro, any, I feel like any anime where the concept is just fighting, you're good. Yeah, because it's like you always see the cliche one person always talks for so long. He gives his little life tragic backstory and then the guy just kicks his ass in three seconds. And it's amazing. It's like just, you're here for fight. And then in Baki, you start off where he's already strong. There's no journey. Yeah. There's no, I don't have to watch 50 fucking episodes of you learning how yeah. to get stronger. Because you're already it's on just, number one. He just consistently whooping ass, you know. He just like straight from the get, he's like, look, I don't want to throw these hands. But if you really want these hands, you're going to get about it. I'm about yeah. it, but. He's like, I got a free couple minutes. Yeah, he's like, I got a free couple of minutes. And he only did this as a man just to fuck with his dad. Just because he hated his dad yeah, so much. Yeah, just to, like, troll people. And that's what yeah. I love about anime, because I feel like with anime, it's more, it's easier to have outlandish characters, which kind of, like, draws me to most of them. Because mm-hmm. outlandish mm-hmm. characters are, like, creepy ones. Like, yeah. and I'm watching Hunter x Hunter right now, and Hiroka, just creepy as fuck. So, I don't know what's on the list right now after Hunter x Hunter. I... I'm going to give Jojo a try. I don't like Jojo. I, I see Jojo and I'm like, I don't see the appeal. Yeah, I, I seen like the trailers, you know, I've seen him like scroll through, you know, unsuggested. It doesn't look like my cup of tea. And it, it wasn't my brother's either, but lately he's been watching it. He's been pushing it on me and I'm like, oh, fuck, you've mm. been infected. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I might think- watch the... Uh, what is it? Bebo Cowboy? What Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy Bebop is one of the Bebop. first ones I watched. Really good. It's, it's yeah. like, it's just one of the best. Like I said, I started at like seven and I didn't have like a traditional introduction. Like my introduction mm-hmm. to anime was like through movies. So like Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke. And then like I discovered Toonami one day and then Dragon Ball Z wow. came to my life and uh what else you Tsunami started it for a lot of young kids bro yeah and Gundam that's where and I then, watched it on Naruto that was the that was the channel I forgot it was it was yeah Cartoon Network and then Cartoon Network had Tsunami like starting I think in 2013 at night 
on Saturday. Yeah. It's fucking dope. So back to our previous discussion. What are, do you have? What's the ultimate goal for Sal? What is Sal envisioning? Because you you say you're you're working for for money, but what's the ultimate goal? Is money just the importance, or is there like no. a vision? For it's Sal? make money, make money now while I'm young, pursue happiness when I'm ready. Because okay. at the end of the day, trying to figure out who you are, who you want to be, and where you want to go in life, that's that's life itself. That is the meaning. Finding and answering those questions, which is the hardest questions of you know, self-questioning yourself is my goal, you know, to really figure out what I want to do with my life because, you know, coming from a first generation, you know, mentality, you know, I was always told, you know, go, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, you know, figure out happiness after, you know, there weren't that many people, you know, in my situation and a lot of other, you know, first generation people that I know who thought about happiness first. They always thought about just work, work, work. Think about happiness later. Or I used to hear a lot of people say, I'll, I'll be happy when I'm dead. I'm happy when I'm sleeping. You know, my job is to try to be happy first. But until then, you know, you still got to do what you got to do first. You got to work. I feel like it's, it's that classic first generation American born. You got to work hard to get what, you know, because that's what your family, you know, they worked hard to get here. You got to work hard to provide. You don't have the luxury to like pursue dreams or think about like me which I feel like I personally I'm the opposite like I'm all about finding me and figuring me out because if I figure me out then I could figure out how to deal with everything, everything else yeah yeah so I just think it's see that's what I'm, I'm trying to break the mold I'm trying to do that exactly you know because there's a lot of people who are so used to that old school mentality that they just keep doing it repetitive and then that happens to their children you know, I don't want to achieve the happiness, happiness, you know, self-awareness, and then my children could be happy, and then generations for them to come. You know, they could do whatever they want. You know, they could join the army. They could, you know, just volunteer for the rest of their lives. They could be an artist or musician, whatever. I'd support them as long as they're happy. Um, you know, that's all that really matters, and they're good people. It's true. It's true. I think that's, I think that's an issue a lot of people have, where... I mean, it feels as if they need to make that choice where you can always find the happy medium, but at at the at some point, if you really want something, I feel like if you work hard and you keep it within, like you keep it within sight, but keep working on what you're doing now, but have the ultimate goal always there and work towards that ultimate goal in the background, I feel like you're fine. You know, you might be yeah. miserable for like a year or two or five or 10 <laughs> or 15 I mean or 20, or forever. <laughs> or, the, or the rest of my life with my cats. I don't even like cats. You just get was, them anyway. I was going to ask, I was like, cats or dogs? But you went straight to cats. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's like what the, that's just like the cliche lonely person. I mean, I would just have a fuck ton of dogs. Or just a weird variety of assortment of animals. You know, you just okay. have like a chicken, a duck, a, a little piglet. So almost become Joe Exotic. No, no. I want to be like old McDonald's. All the weird animals. I want to be old McDonald's. None of the <laughs> yeah, all, all the weird animals, none of the meth. I want to be the old McDonald exotic. Okay. Old exotic. Okay. Are people coming to, to old McDonald's exotic? Yeah, and the only way you could get it is to say the secret passcode. Do you know what it is? Tell me. Wait, wait, you can't tell me because then everyone who listens to. Oh, 
right. Uh, you guys get the exclusive first take into right. entering. All right. It's E-I-E-I-O. Whoa. That's groundbreaking. Bet you didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. That's groundbreaking. I'm going to need a minute to, like, process that. You name that animal, we got it. You know what always makes me laugh? Thinking of like animals. In Avatar The Last Airbender, obviously you've rewatched it oh, since it came out on Netflix. The fucking bear. <laughs> the bear. Literally, they're just like, oh, you mean the platter for this bear? No. No. The turtle bear? No. No. It it just says bear. That's Man, this place is weird. <laughs> and I'm just there like, what? That's weird. Y'all have werebats. They have werebats. It's a werewolf and a bat. bat. It looks like it's straight from hell. Bro, didn't they have the... What was the ones in the desert? The bee? Oh, they have murder hornets. Murder they hornets. literally had... They literally had murder, murder hornets in the sand. It, just it was ridiculous. a regular bear. It's like the scariest thing. Let me just tell you something. There's two people from two completely different things that have one thing in common. Both Aang... And Anakin Skywalker both hate sand. You can just agree. Yeah, they do. They're very traumatizing for both of them. And it's like, I lost Alpha. I went, I went emo <laughs> for a second. I had anger issues. I lashed out. And he grew hair. Like yeah. what? He grew like a nice little Caesar real quick. Yeah, he had like the he had like the little nappy, bro. You know what I mean? And then, and then he I wasn't expecting that. Like, yeah, with a piece of rock, he was just like. It just bugs me out. Anytime I see that, like even in like old kung fu movies when they like shave their head with like a rock, I'm like. Yeah. Oh, fuck, you're just scraping your skull. But the thing, that's how, how we've evolved as civilization. That, like, we actually used to do that. that. That also is, like, what bugs me out about it, because I'm like, yeah. it must have hurt us. The first hundred people to do haircuts with that. Just think how fucked up their head was. Boy, that was the worst hairlines of, like, 2000 B.C. You think they like, got haircuts or they just shaved their heads? Because I feel like hair Yeah, they don't have shave. Either had it really long or shaved. It, no in between. Hair, I feel like haircuts and hairstyles or when you're dyeing your hair is for people who have, have enough time to sit there and really think about how they're going to style themselves. I'm pretty sure if you're only, if your priorities are hunting for food and putting the fire to keep warm at night, you're not thinking about, let me get a fucking comb over. Yeah. At that point, you should just be worried that like your leg hair doesn't ignite in the fire that you're making and you just catch on fire. Yeah, or At like a saber-toothed tiger doesn't just come and rip me apart while I'm sleeping. Yeah, you fucking trampled over my fucking mammoth. Now, going to our last airbender discussion, who's the best character? My personal favorite mm -hmm. is Sokka. My favorite is Sokka, but the best is Iroh. Iroh is hands down the greatest character in that show. He That's is funny. a man... He is a man who has achieved everything. He went at war. He almost conquered, but then he realized his family was number one. He always was on the good. He understand the importance of all the other nations. He never wanted to defeat the Avatar. He just wanted to help his nephew come back and feel like he restored his honor. But then he made him realize he makes his own honor. And then he started the like white lotus and just fire breathes out of his mouth. Like he's the he's the most powerful firebender. Also, also. got Aki in prison. <laughs> yeah. Also had Aki, and he like low key saved that girl who like gave him that extra cup of rice. He's like, yo, go home because you don't want to see what this about to happen. But the real MVP of that episode was Ua. What the 
freaking assist. She had the block. She did the pick and roll. She had the pick and roll. She's like, I got you, Sokka. Go kill him. That episode's great. Another one is um, when they're learning the, the dragon dance. Oh, yeah. yeah the dra- And it's Zuko not- the whole time is like, I don't want to dance. Like, I'm not doing this. This is dumb. He's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not. My uncle killed all the dragons. I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's not cool. Dang, this is stupid. It's stupid. And then when they're like, oh, you got to meet the dragons. He's like, do you think they'll know that? <laughs> do you think they know that? Do you think, do you think they understand that my uncle destroyed their whole heritage and way of people? Do you think they're cool with that? I think they'll be fine. I don't know. Aang, you I should go. I think they I, I don't want to say this, but I am the avatar. Aang uses the classic line. I hate using this, however. My favorite thing is imagine the day he, like, it was on in all the news that the Fire Nation's at peace and they show Aang. And then those kids he went to Fire Nation school with that he taught dancing to. It's like, yo, look yo, at it. Yo, bro, mama, what's what's with the avatar. <laughs> yo, you didn't know the dude with the crazy dance move, bro. He's the avatar. They turn like, they get middle aged and they're just like at the bar. They're like, bro, when I was a kid, the avatar went to my school, bro. True story. <laughs> True story, bro. He, he like works at the Fireflake <laughs> making factory. He's, he's like, like fresh. He's on his like sixth beer at the bar. I saw him. Bro. I knew the he avatar. Before he was moves, the avatar. Bro. You wouldn't believe it. It was it was flaming. It was flaming. Flamey yo. He said. He's call me Hopin. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. The avatar was like frozen for mad years. He had no time to go to school. Yeah, and then they're just then they have to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> they're like, and they're stuck. And they're, they're roommates of Zula. <laughs> They're just fucked up. It never happened. Azula's like batshit crazy because she lost one fight. <laughs> Bro, she pulled a full Britney Spears, chop my hair off, like mental breakdown of the year. Oh, because her dad was like, yeah, you're Fire Lord. I'm Phoenix King. Uh, I'm king of the world. You're just going to take care of my little nation. And then she's like yeah. mad paranoid. Yeah. Everybody and then she was like, I don't think I could do this. And when she made the old ladies do Agni Kai, I was like, Wow, you're fucked up. Yeah. I was just like, yo, they old as hell. It's just the fucking, the haircut, everything, everything. She, if she was sane, Zuko would have lost to her if she was yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the lightning, even though he could redirect. But nah, Katara was there was being like the ill disadvantage for it him. It was the assist. It was the ultimate assist. Nah, because if she wasn't there, he would have defeated her one-on-one. She wouldn't have gotten him shot with the lightning at first. And then Katara had to defeat her. You know what I mean? Right. Technically, it's not a real Agni Kai because they never faced one-on-one. But also, Zula broke the rules, so. As a fan of The Last Airbender, how do you feel about Legend of Korra? I do not like it. Okay. All right. I do not like it. I feel like we are also robbed of book four, which I know we were. We were robbed of book four, you know. No they only just did it, well, they made it canon in the comics. Yeah, they, they did the After Effects in the comics. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, I don't know, Korra was just too rushed, too much. The only thing I liked is that they named one of the characters after the voice actors uh, of Iroh, Mako. Oh, yeah. Remember Mako? It was named after Iroh, the voice actor of Iroh. The, I don't know. I'm in the camp of I like Legend of Korra. I think it's different. I don't compare it. Obviously, it's cool that, you know, Toph makes an appearance and just roasts everyone still as, like, an old lady. Like, the jokes still hang up. Yeah, because her, her daughter's mad uptight. Most of them are, are still alive. Yeah, most of them are still alive. Like, Toph's alive. 
Sokka's just Sokka and, and Aang are dead because Zuko's alive, Katara's alive, and, but you never take... see them together. I'm, I'm upset they never put them together. Like that's something. Like there's so many things they rob us of doing that. Sokka's backstory. Like what did he do? They, what they happened to him and give, Zuki? Yeah, he never had any children. That's did he ever get about. over his girlfriend being the moon? Bro, every night, every <laughs> night <laughs> she wants him. Do you think he had that combo with Suki? Like she was the moon. <laughs> She, she turned into the moon, man. Dude, it's like when he was trying to talk to Sokka in the hot air balloon going to the prison. He's like, my ex-girlfriend turned into the moon. Zuko's like, that's rough, man. That's rough, man. How do you answer that? You're like, oh, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> he should have just been like, my father burned half my face. <laughs> but still, it seems and equivalent the- to my girlfriend turned into the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I respect your, your face just, just fucked up. My, I can never see my girlfriend, only in the yeah. sky. Only, bro, imagine every night him, Sokka, with a girl at night. He's like, I can only do this during the day. I can only do this during the day. He can't do it at night. Bro, Sokka had one bending ability, to bend them back, bro. He had all the girls lining up even, for him. He wasn't even trying to talk to women, but women just fawned over him. I didn't, I didn't yeah. get it. It was just so... UA, Suki, Ty Lee wanted it, and he was like... He was like, yo, if girl. you weren't for the enemy, yeah, he was like, if you weren't for the enemy and I was kind of single, like, I'd be with it. But, like, nah. you tried killing me a few times, so I'm kind of not with it. Also, Sokka mad loyal, even though I don't think him and Suki will ever, like, disclose that they were, like, a mutual thing. Yeah. He's just like, nah, I have a girl. And she's, yeah. she's locked up. Yo, he's a king. He's a no question, bro. He's a king. He, went on a, he sacrificed everything just to oh, save he, his woman. The sword. Oh. The sword. The one thing he finally mastered. Just gone. And then and then the one thing I get pissed off is, is even in the in the flash forwards in Korra, you don't see him with a fucking sword again. The disrespect. Respect. He does he talks about his boomerang in the past tense. What does he do? What happened to this man? How do you how, how do, do you, you treat my son that? like that? Fact. Boomerang needs the to say the boomerang is forever. The disrespect. Yeah. I needed Legend of Korra needed more Sokka. I feel like we needed more Sokka stories. We got too much. You Katara. needed more of the I OG hate like Katara. I, like she's my least favorite. I, I like Katara. She nah nah nah. Katara was that bitch, bro. She went from only being able to waterbend backwards to <laughs> fucking fucking taking every course of blood in your body and just distorting you into a fucking pretzel as she pleases and turning you into your freaking manslave just with like one hand like this. Yeah, it had to get to the end of the series for her to get cool. <laughs> she had to learn bloodbending to get cool. Let's put that in context. Yeah. Or when she tried to kill the guy who killed her mom. The one thing I hated, she always mentioned her mom dying. My mother died. My mother yeah. died. And now for nothing, Sokka didn't seem so hung up over. <laughs> yeah, Sokka was also the older like brother. He was like more mature. He's like, okay, I understand death. But he can't understand his fucking girlfriend turning into the moon. You can understand it's your different. mother. That's different. Someone kidnapped and killed your mother. His girlfriend turned into the fucking moon. You can't. People die every day. Nobody turns into the fucking moon. Yeah, that's a once in a lifetime. Nothing beats that. You could deal with everything in the world. So many people could die around you, but none of them could be the moon. No one could be the moon. Well, Sal, I think we've had fun. We have. And I hope you all had fun listening to me chat it up with my friend Sal. Don't forget to give us five stars and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you find your podcasts. Just 
Stay beautiful, people, and hope to hear you next time.